0: Have you ever met a girl that you tried to date? But a year to make love, she
1: wanted you to wait. Let me tell you a story of my situation. I was talking to this girl from the U.S. nation. The way that I'm... So i have already... <laughs> so Bill is actually crying, everybody.
0: <laughs> oh, poor Billy.
1: I accidentally just... <laughs> Shattered, Bill's I, little spirit. I, I so, I may not make it up to packs this week. Long story. Annie and I just street pass, and I've been knocking my balls off, trying to collect these new hats in Street Pass for the 3DS. We just street pass, and I just found out Annie can't see any of my hats. She has I, don't not do the I don't have new the, games. The, I don't have the expansion. Yeah, you don't have the new Street Pass games. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that was really most of my reason for packs <laughs> is to Street Pass and show off my hats. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm, I'm, oh my god. Oh, how you guys doing this week? It's the Boy Howdy oh, Podcast. we Fat Man Cries <laughs> over his hats. Street pass. <laughs> well, Billy. It's been a long weekend for me. Oh, Bill. Oh my god. So yeah. Uh, so yeah. uh. We were talking about... Well, Annie's still going up to PAX regardless. What happened this week was I found out... We we live in Portland, Oregon. Uh, PAX Prime, the video game uh, convention, is is up in Seattle. It's like a three and a half hour Mm -hmm. uh, uh, trip away. Right. So I had reserved train tickets to go up to PAX turns out you need a valid photographic ID to get on the train to get up there. Which, my uh, ID expired a couple months ago, and I knew I had to replace it. Which, that wasn't the problem. I already knew I was going to have to get it replaced. Because, right. yeah, even even train stuff aside, there's enough bars and drinking stuff and packs. You, you need a valid ID just to get in all that stuff. Mm-hmm. What I didn't realize is since the last time I renewed my Oregon uh, photographic ID stuff, was they had changed it so that you need a birth certificate to renew your ID. Right. Which I do not have, and so it seems as if I won't be able to renew my ID in time to get on the train to go up the PAX. And, and, and yeah, so I don't know if I'm heading up there. But Hopefully. I do not care that much because uh, Annie's going up with her wife, Foley, and if I don't go, they can just take my hotel room and have a yeah. good old time without me. Yeah. But... I'm that aside, sorry, I did Billy. not care about nearly as much as uh, this betrayal of the Street Pass system. <laughs> all this work, you Bill, know, because I've been, I've been, I'm I've, so sorry, I've Bill. Like I, I've been, I've been making sure I keep the 3ds in my pocket so I get all my coins so I can no, buy the new Bill. so I can buy the new like hats and. Oh okay, my god, Bill,
0: Bill! I swear, it's on, I guarantee you that everyone at PAX will have <laughs> the games. I will even buy. You know what, Bill? I will even buy the games before I go to PAX. Oh my god! I really broke, Bill. How you oh, guys doing?
1: Billy. Oh, Bill, I don't care about not going to packs. It's just the hats. Oh, so how really? you doing? How was your week?
0: My week was okay. My week yeah. was better than yours. <laughs> it wasn't. My week was bad. Just the last thirty seconds. What's my life thirty seconds. I destroyed Bill Mudrin. Okay, so real quick, gotta bring the energy back up. Bill, mm-hmm. do me a favor. Oh wait, you
1: don't. You don't want to go. What I do? Uh,
0: I was gonna say go to random random.org.
1: Okay, random.org is pulled up.
0: All right, friends, now
1: we Okay, have... so this is for two two uh, copies of the game Not Gone Home. Fuck uh... that game. That game's old. We hate that already. <laughs> Heat Spoilers. Plus. Heat Plus. Hate plus. plus uh... A sequel to 2009's Bioshock Infinite. <laughs>
0: the sequel to Analog Hate Story. And if our winner does not have Analog Hate Story, we'll also throw down for a copy of that. Okay. So, Bill, click the button. Let's okay. Let's see who our first winner Let's is. Let's see.
1: Winner number one is... Number seven. That would be Jonathan Higgins. Jonathan Higgins. I like... He's got weird feet. <laughs> All right, Bill. Hit
0: me. <laughs> hit me okay, one more time. Okay, the
1: second winner is... Ba-ba-ba. Um, number three.
0: That would be I Hate DRM. Who has an actual name, I'm sure. But <laughs> I only know of is I Hate DRM. So you guys listen to this podcast, how do you get in touch with Annie... Uh, Tweeted us. Yeah, uh, or send me an email. Use our contact form and just say. Should we get in touch with them i I'm pretty first? sure.
1: I'm pretty sure Jonathan. Well, they're we holding their prices hostage. Yeah,
0: they gotta get in touch with me. Yeah. Okay. Uh, no, I'm pretty sure they both told me what what games they did and did not have. No. Okay. I know. I'm pretty sure Jonathan Higgins did say that he had played. He had not played. Uh, analog History. Congratulations
1: so, um, on our winners.
0: Hey guys, we're gonna send you coffee this game about misogyny.
1: You guys can ask see which one. Have you played it yet?
0: Not yet I no, feel I bad Who I've been so busy I've giving away Terrible terrible game Who knows Statistically not
1: the person, um, well, it's a text adventure kind of thing. The person could add a stroke and it's all kind of weirdly misspelled <laughs> or something now. You know, it's still good that they mean well, but it's uh-huh. kind of like, yeah.
0: Yeah. Darr. Wait until I give out copies of Coming Out on Top, a Gay Visual Novel. That will be the one. What that the hell probably, is that? Did I not tell you? I, I know I talked about this on the podcast. It I was must have the, blacked it out. It was the gay romance visual novel I backed on Kickstarter. And I talked about it on our podcast. It's like everyone should contribute to this Kickstarter Coming without playing the demo. Or without playing the demo to completion, as that's I do bad. mean to completion. No, it's actually great. It's really charming. It's kind of everything I want from a visual novel, and then it's all piffly goofiness. Is it mostly but dating it's stuff, got or is actual story? <laughs> there's a narrative. Or what do you expect, yeah. Well, I've, I haven't It is kind of a weird lot of that, like, so novels. much stuff that's
1: focused on a very specific sexuality is mostly about sex. It's well, really, no, no, you don't no, no, have, no, no, like, no. There is a
0: rich There is a rich tradition in visual novels that your reward is some sort of illustration of sex. Oh, really? That's a that's whole thing with visual novels. Or, just because it has games. that visual
1: aspect, you're just taking yeah. advantage well, it's, that. like,
0: the advantage is, like, so most of it's, like, like, well, it's kind of, like, the end of Analog Hate Story, where your your victory is you see this illustration, right? Yeah. Well, there's a rich tradition of that in Romance Sims, where your your illustration that's your victory is the characters doing it.
1: You know what? Actually, you know what would be great if you uh, cross, like, Flowers for Algernon with, like, a pornographic uh, text, uh, visual text adventure? Mm-hmm. So, like, when you, fr- like, start off, if you, like... If you uh get like if you get to a dead end too early, you're mm. gonna get a, a graphic depiction of sex that's done by in crayon, kind of like a two year old drawing. Uh, but the the further you go and the more advanced you let your character to become, the better the illustrations of sex become. But until there you, like, go. you get the actually the best ending of the game, it's actual Just It's actual footage of Gemma Adderdin <laughs> and Gina Carano and The Rock. And Idris Elba, I'll just, just. So
0: speaking of, I'm going to change subject circle. now. Speaking of, uh, speaking of Jim Arderton, a friend of mine asked me this week, and this is something, and Foley rolled her eyes because Foley asks me this pretty regularly and my brain shuts down. A friend of mine asked me this week what, who I would cast. A Robin Hood movie In my perfect world Right now Of modern actors And Foley asks me this Pretty regularly And it just well, makes me freak out
1: thing would be just who would you cast But also who would you get to direct And stuff like that But anyway yeah well, once see once that's because you're, you're a nerd Most people say who would you cast well, I
0: love making of stuff um, But yeah But anyway uh, uh, And Foley always asks me this question And I get stuck on Robin And I have a nervous breakdown Because I can't cast Robin
1: but You just do gendered Here-
0: let me finish, Bill. Okay. Annie's talking. Who was just talking to us about how... <laughs> we got an email. We got an email, I think, from listener Colin, who was like, hey, uh, you know, this week last podcast really taught me something because I interrupted my girlfriend. and totally shut her down and I realized what I did. And I said, you know what? I'm sorry. It's your turn to talk.
1: <laughs> yeah. Annie. Okay, this is me. I'm going to learn a lesson from Colin. Annie, let me hold your hand. It's okay. Uh-huh. I give you the conch shell. <laughs> you talk.
0: So... So whenever anyone asks me that question, my brain shuts down because the thing about Robin is in particular is really hard to cast. And the reason why is that and I can only think of two Robin Hoods in history that I've actually liked that have hit all my buttons. And the reason why is that Robin has to be um, a really charming goofball. Mm -hmm. And a lot of movies get that which is kind of a sass machine. He has to be super charismatic. He has to be the sort of person that people will follow to the ends of the earth, sacrifice everything for, and just really convincingly charismatic. I guess there's actually four things: really convincingly athletic, um, uh, not necessarily ripped or anything. Just, just like, yeah, just like believably. You'd have to be pretty good for
1: someone who's like living on sticks and twigs in the woods. Yeah, and, and
0: like... like to be like a warrior, like yeah. to be able to archer and all that. You could be a, like
1: a slender motherfucker, but also someone who kind of a little beat up because like, yeah, yeah, they, they don't they, always they win every fight. But
0: the thing is, is that they have to be. Um, uh, normal looking they have to be the sort they have to be they can be handsome and charming but they have to be the sort of person who doesn't stand out in a crowd because the whole idea is that if he's a man of a thousand faces and a a thousand voices and if he's going to be able to disguise himself and disappear he has to be kind of
1: nondescript so you're talking like a 20 year old bill murray (laughs) fuck you no who would sacrifice everything for bill murray most nerds. I <laughs> yeah. would not like No. Yeah.
0: See, Robin is one of those people who's just so charismatic. Like, you would, you would, he, he could talk. No, see, he's not.
1: Gamer um... Adderton?
0: Well, okay, so here's the thing. Yeah, so okay. Foley goes, well, then who would you cast around him? Because a lot of it is going to be chemistry.
1: So it'd be someone who's Well, that's be an interesting chemistry. ensemble that it's, Yeah. the yeah, situation got going on, too, yeah.
0: So the two, my two favorite characters in Robin Hood are actually um, Maid Marian and Little John. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, and these answers are going to be, sound very, very stereotypically <laughs> me, but I've got a really good explanation behind both of them. So Jim <laughs> Arden would be Maid Marian. And the thing is, is that it's not just because cross her. It's genuinely because she can be both cold and imperious
1: and shut you the fuck out.
0: Yeah. And really see, warm and goofy. I with her
1: because I only know her as like a Bond girl- I know she's hot and she's English but aside from that I have not seen her range of stuff uh,
0: she is um, she it's a what? terrible movie a terrible movie yeah I was about to ask but... them, what, which
1: roles would you if, you if you had to for research on this like what, what would you look for they're
0: all it? bad movies except for one so Clash of the Titans she plays I O. Let's um, ignore the fact that Io is actually related to Perseus, but regardless, she plays Io, Perseus' love interest, and uh, she is a, um, uh, she's a... Is she she related on the god
1: side or something?
0: uh, Perseus is way down the line from her. She was made immortal. She cannot die. Oh, okay. So she is, so she's a human who's been made immortal, and so she kind of has this Aloofness to her because she's lived so long, yeah. but she has this fragility to her that is like it's. W- There's something about English actors. I think it's all the Shakespeare where you can give them the shittiest, most terrible dialogue and they can they can convey oh, yeah, it with yeah, gravitas. Can out of it. Yeah. Exactly. So she does. It's a terrible and watchable movie. I don't actually recommend you. I've watch seen it, but that she does movie. Really I remember job. her yeah, being
1: in that movie. Uh,
0: Prince of Persia is also terrible, yeah. but she is essentially li- not unmarian-like in that movie because she is in- in- imperious and aloof, but, but really a warm and goofy. Too. Yeah, she's the princess. Yeah. Um, and um, is she
1: playing the same character from Santa Time?
0: Is sort of. Playing, is, is, I mean, is that it is even the same name?
1: it is an adaptation of. See, I've um, never seen the movie Santa so Time. Did, 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 it's so bad. Do they even build. do the thing where like it ends with him like saying, "Well, no, no, no. Well, I'll tell you what." the real I can't
0: work. even fucking remember that movie okay. is so bad.
1: Do you know that was directed uh, Farrah, by the guy who sure worked like the last four Harry Potter movies? Yeah. Yeah. I had no idea. Yeah.
0: Fucking Christ. Uh, that's why they gave it to him. They're like you can handle big thing. Yeah. Uh, anyway, the movie is such
1: a turd. So. Anyway,
0: and uh, then the disappearance of Alice Creed. she's a badass in that.
1: That's the one works to the two gay guys.
0: God, I love
1: you. I love how you minimize anything I ever tell oh! you into like it's barest. I can remember is this as a the, white man well, nugget. The twist is the white one. It's guy not she's a twist a when it happens on. ten
0: minutes in. What a twist. Uh, fuck you. Stop talking. Mama's talking. Okay. So um, <laughs> she can. She's actually genuinely wiry, tough, uh-huh. and I believe her being tough. Um, she is inc- can be incredibly warm and goofy and charming, but she can also be very cold, very imperious, and very aloof. So, which is everything you need Marion to be in a perfect world. Marion would be Robin, but she doesn't live in that world. She lives. Would she's a woman in a man's world, and she draws like, line. If,
1: if, you, if you were important, you're going to ask Robin me this, Hood and thing. it's going
0: to be the least interesting thing possible. Would I do a different gendered Robin Hood? Yeah.
1: No. Because you can't There have been No but would you Not even different gender To Robin Hood But would you ever do A, a Robin Hood story Where Marion's the Robin Hood
0: There have been those And they're well, all sh- terrible I know they have It's been, not yeah. interesting There's
1: no way you can make that work How
0: do you do No anytime It is so hard to write women in history mm-hmm. In a way that is believable And if it's unbelievable Then it's just boring to me Then it's just masturbation yeah. Like I am all about power fantasies and stuff, but there's a big difference. But I, I find it way more interesting to write. Well, that's a big thing. Female... You're not
1: you're not just getting off on the aesthetics of history. You you're actually a stickler for history and what would have gone down. Well, not really, situation. but I am. No, I've read like...
0: I've read Robin Hood books where Maid and goes, "If this were a democracy, this would be different," and that fucking burns my cookies. Oh, well, no, I've
1: seen you have conversations with people talk about this stuff where they just assume that like you, because you're a feminist... well not a feminist, but you like you know you believe in strong female strong female characters you mm-hmm. like Robin Hood and the, the, the obvious thing is like we'll oh, make Robin a lady or something like that and be, like sometimes people seem to be a little confounded by when you have this reaction we're like no that doesn't make any sense it's
0: dumb Yeah, there you can have a Robin Hood story with strong female characters you can you can have women in the band of outlaws but it is such a careful thing to do I find it way more interesting to have this person who um, straddles the line and lives both lives and um, it does so in the context of that society
1: in a way that makes sense That's see way my more Peter Pan thing he falls for her. Who's the chicken in, in Peter Pan? <laughs> it's been a while since I thought about Peter Pan. Wendy! Wendy! Uh-huh. He finds out they invented the PlayStation 4. They're <laughs> like, fuck that shit. It's so, Joe Harden would straight. be
0: amazing as, as Maymarion. Yeah, so who Little um, John? So, Little John would be Tom Hardy. And it's not just it because, not be again, I masturbate over Tom Hardy. Not be the rock. Well, Foley brought up uh, would it be Idris Elba, because Idris Elba is huge but my thing and also handsome but the my thing is black. that y- honestly yes yeah. and I'll get to that again in a second don't
1: they address mm-hmm. that in Robin Hood Prince and I'll lot, get to like, that, that in a, a second
0: more. I'll get Bill yeah. okay mama's fucking talking <laughs> I don't where's the con to- show we already lost it <laughs> So, um, uh, Tom Hardy would be great because Tom Hardy is everything that Robin Hood is. He's goofy, charismatic, every man, except that um, he doesn't have Robin's ambition. He's just a charming goofball. I could
1: see him being, he'd, he would play good lackadaisical. Exactly. He'd be great goofball sidekick. He would be a largely, actually it'd be his character from Inception with a staff. It'd be it'd kind of, of like, like,
0: it'd be his, it'd be a blend of his character from Inception uh, Bronson oh, and
1: uh, oh, what's a movie where he's? <laughs> I a... can to see him moving in the forest with like weird makeup on. Because like Tom
0: a... Hardy would be having a great time being a goofball. Oh yeah,
1: no, like a
0: thug doing voices. Like Foley was talking about how she was she got really excited because uh... she could totally see him in drag, like like totally owning it, doing the voice and everything. He'd be great, and I believe in a fight. And he's like the he's like who doesn't want Tom Hardy to be your best well, friend? Who's there, your Robin at that point? Then? So I pitched uh, as like well fully in that context there's like when she thought about it and she goes well one person i can think of who has chemistry with jem arterton who's um moderately charismatic but also moderately forgettable is luke evans not daniel craig and i was oh, i fucking hate you and uh, Wait, so see that's the thing i was like oh luke evans okay well he was uh, pretty good in the immortals and as much as you can be good in the Immortals." i don't know
1: if i've seen anything with
0: uh like- and he was in Tamara Drew with Jim Arterton, and they had pretty good chemistry. And I was like, I don't know if I could believe him in being a oh, goofball. Oh, this guy. Well, the thing is, and I was like, oh, and I know, but he could also be warm because he's great as Tumnus. And she just laughed at me. She said, the fact that you cannot he's distinguish him. No, she said, the fact that you can't distinguish him in your mind from James uh, M- 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 McAvoy, McAvoy, or whatever say his name, is half the reason why he'd be a good Robin Hood.
1: Oh, he's in The Hobbit.
0: I don't know oh, if he's... he plays he's, Dracula. I don't know if he's a goofball enough for me. And I Oh, he's the bad guy
1: in The Fast and the Furious. Oh, is he? You need to see the Fast and Furious. I do Fury actually. Yeah. I do. Okay, that's what I recommend. But him
0: as. I, I'm not. I, I can't. The thing is, I can't think of anybody still. So, boy howdy, listeners! If any of you guys, knowing my parameters, can think of a uh, good Robin
1: Hood, oh my god! You know what? I'm gonna. I changed my mind. I'm gonna go up to Pax. So I'm gonna pirate Fast and Fury six. And we're just gonna watch that in the hotel room. We're <laughs> gonna a lo- over. There you go. And Lock you, can, the you doors. can find out who
0: you can play Robin Hood. There we go. Except he's fighting. What is Robin funny Hoods, is that he is takes place in
1: England. He is
0: in the Russell Looked Robin Hood for about two seconds. Really, what literally two seconds. He's just like a guard.
1: Oh, just got in the back. He's like literally there. He has one line. You know what? It's it's funny because the last couple of times I've looked at people on IMDb while watching a BBC show, it seems like half the people were like like exactly like random uh-huh. guy in the background in 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 in, uh, in Robin Hood.
0: But so Idris Elba, I'm like okay, who would I could be still the heavy
1: f- though? Who would be in the a heavy? Robin Hood story? Like who would you who who what character would you have be the heavy a bad guy? The bad guy I am let Mama finish talking
0: Literally the sentence that you interrupted (laughs) Was me getting to that You I know So Idris Elba Could still have a place in it though Exactly because of the more thing Thank you Bill for cutting me off on that uh, no, there's a character in Robin Hood mythology that's kind of a changeable character, and he's been a lot of different things. Uh, you have Robin Hood conflated a lot with the Green Man story. Yeah. So you know, Robin as representation of spring, defeat, like battles, representation and of winter, man, and blah yeah. blah blah. Yeah, that Holly Man whole thing. And the way that kind of manifested in Robin Hood was with this character Guy of Gisborne, who was this alien other who was brought in to kill Robin. And the way that he his alienness is accentuated is that he wears a horsehide. Like he, like with the, with the horse head had like the ears on his hood and everything like that. And like, and he's like just this violent alien other and Robin kills him and blah, blah, blah. But I was thinking, well, you know, that's what you do. You take, you have Idris Elba be this other, but instead of being like some sort of weird pagan symbol, he's actually very educated more who's come from, up from uh, Spain who's been brought in as basically a murder ringer to, to take out Robin. And uh, then you can have a love triangle between Idris Elva, whoever is Robin, and uh, Maid Marian. So. You
1: just, just, just for an excuse for them banging in a tower somewhere, where it's yep. not even like rape, it's just kind of like, hey, how you doing? It's, it's, it's like, I hate ah. you so much. So anyway, that's how I'd put three of my favorite actors in. <laughs> <all>. <laughs> well, just because with the bad guy being a black guy. And this, and, and, like, he wouldn't be the a, bad guy, though. But you know what I mean, but he would be the antagonist. Not necessarily, either. Oh really? I got a
0: thing. Okay. Anyway, who knows? But yeah, I can't. I, I'm still not sold in Luke Evans. I don't think he's charming enough. I wouldn't. He, he's not charismatic enough. He's certainly forgettable enough. That's the thing. Is like, how do you get someone who's kind of not really remarkable looking, but can still be a compelling leading man? Sam
1: Rockwell. <laughs> I'm trying to figure. out still think be, who's kind
0: of cut enough. They have to be handsome. See, not cut. Annie, it's just. Uh huh. You know what it really needs to be? Here it comes, here comes Bill's joke. Ben
1: athlete. <laughs> <laughs> what? Welcome, walk, waka, Anyway, Bill, what did you do this week? I'll watch people flip out about Ben, <laughs> ben-
0: <laughs> Well, I'm sure we'll talk about that Geek Week in review.
1: Uh, I don't even think so. I don't even think I made it Oh, even did you even add that. it? not have to talk about it. He's going to play Batman. Who gives yeah. a shit? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what else?
0: <laughs> no, so what guy you think? Wait, why did we start talking about Robin Hood? A friend asked me that question, and I was trying to bring up something that would be hopefully interesting in the podcast.
1: No, oh, yeah. know.
0: <laughs> I have nothing I had to say a bit, about
1: that. Oh, <laughs> I God. had a bit, Bill. That was my bit that I just shared. Oh um, uh, so what'd you do this week, Bill? You did nothing? Did I ever tell you about that there's a Star Trek The Next Generation episode that's Robin Hood? I do know. But a it's bit. definitely apes it's they're aping off the 1939. Yeah. You know, the old See, that's yeah. the thing
0: about uh, Fairbanks. The reason why Douglas Fairbanks is a bad Robin Hood is because he is as unforgettable and unremarkable. You wouldn't he could never be in disguise. He's Douglas Fairbanks. What about Patrick Stewart? So the only two Robin Hoods that I think on. I actually really like are the two Disney Robin Hoods. Obviously the the fox.
1: Yeah, he's... you kind of need the real life. Yeah, and you know, actually, if you cast somebody, it should be like the real life version because that is a great Robin. Because he he's one of the best Robins because he's charming. He can get out and dance like Snow White. <laughs> Probably.
0: Um. And uh, the other uh, Disney Robin Hood, which uh, the uh, which has uh, Richard Todd as Robin Hoods. He, oh, that's he, right yeah I He, he does. No one's, one's seen like, that For me. some reason,
1: I always picture Robin Hood as being kind of like a redhead, and I'm trying to think of. See, but like a, a redhead
0: in in medieval England wouldn't work. He'd what? be
1: too memorable. Oh,
0: you can cool. have Merry Men be red. In fact, in my a lot of times, I make uh, Little John redhead, but um, or even Will Scarlet it makes sense that Will Scarlet be redhead. Bro. But uh, yeah, Robin has to be brunette. He has to be a brown eyed brunette.
1: Who's in the Fast and the Furious? Could you cast?
0: <laughs> uh, Michelle Rodriguez. <laughs> A as A man, in England. As a man, don't get me wrong. Uh <laughs> um, with a beard. I'll man, see do this week. I played Saints Row Foe Oh god. Saints Row Foe Okay. I don't I will say we shouldn't do spoilers. Not that I think we how do you spoil Saints Row Foe? I I
1: I <laughs> Bill's brain just not worrying Where do you start with Saints Row Four? Um I, I will so say, how I'll far, far to the story are you?
0: I'm not terribly far to the story, but I'm still 50% done with the game. Jesus. Because
1: how I have. How many hours have you put in? Let's put it that in. Uh, That's probably the 9 easiest or 10. See, I put 15 in. Yeah. Yeah.
0: The thing is, is that I am the sort of. There are very particular. Oh, so, i to start the sentence and end it eight or nine times. We've talked in the past that the things I really like in video games are character and narrative and place and tone. I, those are really my priorities. i dialogue and all that kind of crap. So. That's like my A, like my primary focus of video games, but the primal thrumming need underneath all that, (laughs) the part of the gamey part of games that I really love is... Bullshit open world crap with a sense of uh, joy of movement. Yeah. Which is why I love the bullshit Assassin's Creed games so much. Which is why I will play every Spider Man game. Which is why Saints Reform may be one of the perf- most perfect games ever made. When
1: you're for talking me. about how much you love Tony Game and like <laughs> and the first thing that pops into my head is my president mm-hmm. marching through 1950s America. <laughs> The, the funniest walk cycle
0: I've ever I seen in any an video game. Well, I think that when you go streaking, I think you walk around with that. I forgot that the streaking
1: mini games. Oh my so god! So here's the
0: thing about Saints Row. Saints Row. I did not. I will admit, when I fired up Saints Row 4, I did not like it. Why? I did not like it for the first half hour.
1: Really. Well, when it's all like the kind of like the pseudo Call of Duty, like, the, I uh, thought the knockoff. opening
0: sequence wasn't yeah. enough yeah. of a well, joke. We should, we
1: should preface this. This is kind of be spoilers for like the first like dozen yeah, we of, yeah. um, of of Saints Row Four, but, but really yeah. it's if you care about Bill already just what, spoiled
0: I the I think the best surprise of the opening of Saints Row.
1: What the the Call of Duty stuff? No, the the fifties animation cycle. You <laughs> I mean, I mean, don't know what the context of it is, yeah. but that's so fucking crazy. It's so like, good, especially my character because like I I. I I didn't mean to replicate my character from uh, Saints Row Three, which is this big giant—not even a black guy, but he's just a fat guy who happens to be jet black, but dressed like a Mexican wrestler. This time, I made Agra from the Dark Crystal, except giant, fat, with giant, like the biggest hits you can use in the game, and I gave her the uh, a, a male voice three, the the, the crusty English guy. And uh, it sounds like some somebody from, like, a Guy Ritchie movie. You the, the Statham voice. And just him marching around, 1950s America, high-stepping, like, in the little poodle skirt. And, oh my fucking god, this game, it's... it's Saints, Row 3, goof. Go, Saints Row 3 was good, but Saints Row 4 is... It is, like, the ultimate video game video game. Well, see, that's, the whole
0: thesis behind Saints Row is how much goofy fun can you have playing a video game let's add that yeah like it's kind of fascinating like the whole idea behind Saints Row was just what's the most ridiculous fun that you can do especially
1: when they announced like I had not I had not been paying attention to this game because I knew I was going to buy it because I love Saints Row 3 enough that unless this game was a total piece of shit there was I was going to pick it up one way or the other so I I was not that worried about like oh my god I gotta gotta see what this game is like because I I figured well especially because I figured there was was no way they could add that much to Saints Row because they little did you know they had done so much batshit stuff in Saints Row 3. Yeah. I don't
0: know how and they're going to do Saints Row
1: 5, and though. I, Well, I way. Well, like, I, I but Although I heard people talk about it. Well, they added superpowers. And I was thinking, well, it can't be like a whole superhero game. They probably gave yeah. you like maybe heat vision. No. Nope. That's kind of like a weapon. Like some kind of weapon you could fix to your face. There's some very rudimentary, like... Maybe you can run fast or something like that. But not like... And that might be only for like a mission or two. Yeah, yeah. I didn't realize... It is the best superhero game ever, ever made. made! I don't yeah. know if you're going to make a better one! No! Um, you're you're, you're fully right from the first hour of the game. They, like, they give you the superpowers. You can jump over buildings. You can run faster than any of the cars in the game. Yeah. You can pick... Well, it's, what's oh fascinating
0: God. is that all the uh, Saints Row 4 originally started as DLC for Saints Row 3. Yeah, There was which a DLC... What's me about this game? Because that seems like a weird way which, And it for... kind of feels like it, though, because the game... Saints Row 3 is all still there.
1: Yeah. In that well, the all Saints the things... Th- yeah, it's not really a new, 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 new game. Yeah. All
0: the things that were there in Saints Row 3 that were really fun are still there. You can steal cars and customize them. There's all these outfits and weapons... And, um, you can do all these little, like, you can, you can do it's things the like... the same
1: city, too. Yeah, you yeah. can go
0: streaking, and you can do sur- vehicle surfing and all this stuff. All the stuff that was really fun in Saints Row is still there. But I don't think I've been in a car for more than five minutes. Yeah. Because why would I when I can run like with a tremendous speed when I can jump you know and fly through the air? Well, I like they, they oh even god. they even
1: acknowledged that by the fact that making the radio available just yeah. you don't have to be in a car yeah. it just randomly I just for some learned that this radio. week yeah. and I'm so or just well, yeah, like yeah, today you this the main morning menu, like you get, Yeah, it's like I the just figured it and out. So. And you can make your little mixtape Yeah. All the different, like, oh my god. And fucking Christ. Well that that's the thing with I, I it, it it's, it's it's like I said I was worried about the fact that this game was based off of it like which sounded it, it sounded like a kind of stupid DLC because yeah. I could totally see uh I I can totally imagine how the what the development process for Saints Row Four yeah. was? They were obviously like at the end of Saints Row Three, and they're thinking about what kind of DLC they can come up with. And right? Like, well, everyone seems to dig this vir- one virtual reality mission we have right. in the game. Why don't we think about turning that into a whole DLC pack? Yeah. And so they must have been like, okay, well, that's like okay, that's virtual reality. It's kind of like the Matrix. It must have been Okay, well, what's what, what's a good title? We'll think about the title and we'll think about the content later. Uh, the Matrix, Enter the Matrix. And somebody within that meeting right after someone said the the words enter the matrix out loud, somebody must've been enter the dominatrix and they're like, "Oh, there we go. That's the title <laughs> for our DLC. We're just going to make it a sex virtual reality <laughs> DLC." And they must start working on that. And That must have been roughly around the same time they must have started thinking about, okay, well, what's the next game? Well, no, literally what happened
0: was Jason Rubin, who was the then president of THQ, who's brought in to save THQ, went to go check on their progress and said, This is a new game. Yeah. He said, Well, quit DLC. Oh, see, I had no idea, idea, but that That literally, he
1: came out and said it. Because, like, well, how do you top Saints row three? Yeah. And what well, you see, realize, that's why... Well, let's make, make the whole thing just a big virtual reality thing yeah. where you can just fuck around with everything. Yeah, and where crazy things happen. Yeah. And
0: it solved a lot of problems, like things like your homies getting lost behind you, now they can just teleport with you. If you level your homies up, they get superpowers
1: too. Have you gotten far enough in the game that... The, so, the basic premise of the game, spoilers for Sans Row 4, is that... After the events of Saints Row 3, despite the fact that Saints Row 3 ends with Steelport breaking off from the United States of America to become its own sovereign country, for some (laughs) reason, you are now, your player character from the first game is now the president of the United States. (laughs) And uh, the game opens with a great West Wing parody of a walk and talk through the White House. And uh, five minutes after that part of the game starts, aliens attack, abduct everybody, blow up the earth. I blow up the Earth is destroyed. I love when Oleg, so good. Listen, Oleg and, the, and, and the Tom Cruise guy are sitting yeah. in the cafe, and the boss is trying to give them the call to warn them that the world's yeah. going to get blown up. And they're like, oh, yeah, do you recognize this area code? Oh, no, it must be, must be uh, telemarketers. And they get blown up with everyone else. And, uh, yeah, and so what happens is... Right before the Earth got blown up, uh, the aliens kidnapped you and some of the other Saints Row people just to use as let's see why they kidnapped them. Was they um, like... they
0: kidnap all the greatest of every planet. Oh
1: yeah, the greatest minds of of of, of well the greatest Earth or, or, or something greatest. like that. Yeah, <laughs> and so you set out you you start rescuing. In real, uh, in reality, all the other people from the spaceship, and you escape on a spaceship, and the spaceship has this virtual reality thing, which has a recreation of Earth and Steelport that you can go into. I love
0: the whole time, boss, aka the president, is questioning how dumb it is. Yeah, exactly, like, Yeah. Who exactly was programming this thing? Just in case I escape what? from the fifties? Like, yeah. Why?
1: Why? If they're gonna blow up the Earth, why did they, they create a virtual simulation of earth Why developers? do they have all these things where
0: I can become more powerful yeah. in the game? That's so dumb. I love how kids. He's like, shut up.
1: Shut up. <laughs> yeah, and I love that. Like, they they try to trap the president in a virtual reality simulation of 1950s America, and he yeah. breaks that. Well, I love that how, like like well, the first time you drive a car. That's the car driving tutorial is in that 1950 simulator, yep. and they don't let you crash into stuff. You're nope. like driving down the street, it's all happy, like super <laughs> cartoony music. But like in that simulation, when the simulation starts to break down, you finally do get uh be able to drive the car. However, you're like it's even that much more gratifying when you're running over 1950s white people. Yep. and. Yeah. So oh my good. god. And, the, the, and then it turns out the spaceship that you've stolen from the aliens that you're trying to round up the last survivors of Earth on is essentially the ship from Mass Effect. Oh, it's the grungiest, grungiest version of the Normandy ever. It's so good. Because well, it's just like all it's a making fun of the Normandy. Like there's
0: two decks of the ship,
1: and you have this, to go down and
0: Oh my god, you guys. So this game is an op is a goofy open-world <laughs> game with joy of movement, and I'm gonna say it, characters I actually really do love, and a uh, goofy dialogue that's really funny, a good sense of humor, a dumb sense of humor, aggressively dumb sense of humor, but like, and a, a, a fun dumb sense of a, humor. Fun. It's fun. It,
1: it's, it's not using the dumbest as an excuse no. to be lazy with the writing. No, or like it's the, still very the, clever. The stuff the so yeah, but it's still just like... And on top of all that, it's a Mass Effect spoof.
0: Have you seen the fan fiction submission so, yet? No, I've not. Got, shh. No, I've, don't spoil me, motherfucker. No, I haven't gotten it. There's- I've done very little of the mission, so I wanted to get to this. This is where I was going when we started this conversation, and we got to <laughs> Um I there's a part. I have a very addictive personality, and it doesn't come up terribly often. But uh, one thing that does it is our video games. How do I say this? There are a lot of open world games with a lot of things to collect. Yeah like you know or lots of things to do and those don't necessarily appeal to me like for example in Grand Theft Auto I'm never going to go around and find all the hidden bullshit because that's not actually that's like something that's so obscure you actually kind of pretty much have to look that's up a guy that has no
1: impact on the game it's just a bunch of shit no, no. not game.
0: even that it's that it's so obscure that it is it is it is more like a genuine like hide and seek Yeah. nothing appeals to me more than in a game when you're plopped in a location yeah. and just out of your minds or out of the corner of your eye you can see something that you can grab that's why Saints Or like with Skyrim, like just having like the little cursor on my little menu that's like there's something over there, I'm always gonna go. Exactly. And that's why one of the reasons why Saboteur is one of my favorite games because you know killing Nazis, that's emotionally satisfying, and literally as you unlock things in the world and you do these things, the world literally changes around oh, yeah, you, you which I really found rewarding. So in a game like Saints Row, or like, where I'm, I enter into an area, and in Saints Row you collect these um, orbs to gain power. And you'll, you'll, you'll be in an environment and you'll see just on the top of that building is an orb. And just like the satisfaction of getting up there with this joyous movement and collecting that orb, and then maybe I see another one and I go for it. He's, like that yeah. sort of method Thing or it's not necessarily a challenge. It's just it's like just, just, yeah, just
1: exploring the world.
0: Basic we'll well when to, it yeah. when it's like a, a mild reward, uh, just a small reward for explore, exploration, and it's not necessarily difficult. It can be mildly tedious, well, nice but it's not
1: like, difficult. A, a le- like it would have been very easy to make to, to just drop super uh, superpowers into the game, and but still make those. If if they had not designed the superpowers well, it would have still just been frustrating to use them. Yeah, it, just, it still could have been very clunky. Yeah, uh, but yeah, they made using the superpowers and running around and like climbing oh, buildings stuff, super fucking easy. Uh, the the easiest thing to compare all the superpower stuff in this game too is the game Crackdown. Did you ever play that? I did, and that that's the the exact same uh. Same thing as Crackdown, where you have superpowers and you're traversing the world and you're building up your superpowers by collecting. In Crackdown, it was orbs, and this game, it's what the little data clusters or whatever. Yeah. Crackdown did clusters. have the one thing over Saints Row Four, and that fact that Crackdown, the orbs made a sound, and so sometimes if you didn't he- even see it, you could you'd be standing there and you hear. They make a sound in Saints whoa. Row too, or
0: in Saints Row as
1: well. They, I should
0: what, say. What do they sound
1: like? They make a sound like an orb cluster. Happy, happy, happy. <laughs> No! Well,
0: eventually you do get a, a collectible finder. Which I just got this yeah, morning, I which this I spent morning all
1: morning. Uh, 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 gameplay tip for people: uh, make sure you beat all of Keith David's uh, missions before. Oh, you, you got go it from Keith David? Hacking. I got it
0: from uh, uh, Matt. No,
1: this is a different thing. It, it, don't I don't worry about Davis. hacking stuff until you do Keith David stuff well you, you get extra hacking time oh yeah that's one of the things you get from I'm Keith. just really good at hacking I so finished, I didn't notice I but... would I, I, the, the, my least favorite part of the game so far was hacking stuff because that hacking, like, Man, hacking the stores... Yeah. It's just, like... I enjoyed it, but now the puzzles are getting really fucking hard. Yeah, exactly. I have a guide to do them all. I found 17. a YouTube clip. A YouTube See, I don't want to watch
0: a fucking video. I want a fucking list. I finally... I couldn't find that. I this found just one. one I could... I'll email oh, yeah. it to you. No, I... Because it's just... No, <sighs> I, did the,
1: I sat down. I spent two hours last night just saying, fine, fuck it. Like, I... Like, I love this game enough, but this hacking stuff is driving me crazy. I want to get this hacking... The worst part of the game out of the way first. And so... I did all the hacking stuff, and then I decided to do, like, two more missions for Keith David. That second mission gives me the option to make no. the hacking... And it gives you, like, an extra 90 seconds yeah. for each puzzle. would make it all so much easier. Yeah, awesome, poor bitch. Uh, so, yeah, uh, uh, do all the stuff for Keith David before yeah. you go hacking. Um,
0: well, I think it's worth it to um, do all the loyalty missions and everything, because... Oh, no, yeah, I've done You everything. get such good
1: stuff. I've, I've done all the side missions until now. Like, I've only got one more primary... Uh, story mission. Not left in the whole game, but like, uh, they've they've stopped tossing me side quests until I finish the next uh, main uh, story mission. But, um... This game's fucking insane. It's just
0: a pleasure, an absolute pleasure. I'm sad that I'm 50% completed because this week is going to be shitty and stressful, and I could really use a game like Saints Row to play. I'm, I shouldn't have sucked all the marrow
1: from it. Yeah, because you have work and pack stuff at the same well, time. Well, packs again. will be great.
0: I'm that. But pumped your next three packs. days of work
1: is just going to be, yeah. Work is
0: going to be insane. Boys, so if I don't week. make it the
1: packs, I just get to spend the next weekend play and Saints Row. <laughs> Fuck you. Um, so, have yeah, you so played what's... any of the co op stuff online? No, not yet. There's a game can on there. Do you have a gold subscription still? I do. Do you want to play it together? Possibly. Yeah. I, uh,
0: played some of the cat and mouse with a friend. See, I haven't played any of this. Cat and mouse is great. Well, there's one that's, it's called like death tag or something and it's literally just try to kill the other two. That's not so much fun. Yeah. But cat and mouse is great because one person is in a zippy like tiny little vehicle what? and the other person is in like either a tank or like a jet with rockets or something and you have to chase them and try to destroy them and it's a, it's <laughs> that a lot right. of fun. sounds Because I've seen the cat icon on the, on, on yeah, the, on the map. Yeah, that's what that is. It's oh a lot God. of fun. The other one I could care less about but cat and mouse. But, I mean, this game was worth
1: it just for trying to romance Kinsey. Oh man, she sucks the, the shit out of you. <laughs> So good. You know what? Actually, this is one of the one other things I, I I don't care much for in the game is that uh, the exploring the ship and talking to people is enough like Mass Effect that I keep on thinking that maybe if I keep on going back to visit them after certain missions are done, they'll have new things to say like Mass Effect. Oh, they Bill. never seem to. Bill,
0: it's not. It's what? not Mass Effect. Well, no,
1: no, 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 it's not. Which that's fine. I understand that it's not Mass Effect, but. After you've, like, gone up to Keith David for the 15th time and said, hey, Keith David, what's going on? And he's like, oh, I was 12 hours in a dead island when the Zin blew up my planet. I hate those guys so much. I wish he could just X ex- out of, like, you realize what he's going to say. I wish he could act ex- But no, you have to sit you there for 30 seconds. just don't talk to him anymore. <laughs> but I like Keith <laughs> <laughs> I keep on trying. He's the one person I haven't been able to romance yet. It's, it's I don't think you out. can
0: romance him. Foley is a theory that he betrays you.
1: You think so? Well, he does. Well, the first thing he says, once you rescue him, he's like, oh, yeah, if you die, become president, right? Well, you find uh, a
0: you find a diary of his somewhere in the world. Oh, where did he's you finish like, all
1: of his missions though? Did you see what you get like the costume you get, which is a total "They Live" joke? You yeah, ever seen the? It's a Roddy Roddy Piper. Okay,
0: I was trying to figure out what that was a joke
1: about. Yeah, did uh, did you ever see "They Live"? Because that's got a famous no. fight scene where Keith David and Roddy Roddy uh, Piper beat the shit out of each other in an alley. What's well, That's uh, an arbitrary pop culture joke, and like, it it's not it, it doesn't like. It doesn't. It's 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 not trying to write up your ass with how clever it is. It just is there. But if you understand what the what the context is, it's it's pretty funny. Which that's kind of massive, or that's kind of a uh, Saints Row in a nutshell. Yeah, but. it's just a fucking fun game, goofball fun game. And it's game. really interesting because like most people would complain if you you if you had this is the fourth Saints Row game. Mm-hmm. I've never played the first one, but I've played two, three, and four yeah. now. And for all three games, to essentially take place in the same city. Yeah. And I uh, say Steelport is is changed. There's new alien architecture and stuff in the city, but still largely Oh, it's pretty much You're going to see a lot of the same like, "Oh, I yeah. like like I've been playing the game like, "Oh, this is where me and Grumpy Turtle did this mission together." Right. Like, "Oh, I remember like, you know." But it's interesting because you have been running around this this city for 3 games now. And you have to like the first like if you've started playing Saints 2, it it's just essentially like a GTA clone where you have no superpowers or anything like that. Mm-hmm. And the, the the evolution of yourself in this city—it it actually means more. The fact that you have superpowers in the yeah. city—it's it, funny to think back like two games ago when yeah. you like the, the, the Saints Row 2's idea of a supercharged boss is the yeah. fact that you can run a little bit faster. Exactly. And now you're Yep. Flying over the skies and yep. jumping over
0: buildings. I don't know how they can do round. a fifth one,
1: dude. I'm just saying. I think they have come out and said that this is going to be the last story of the boss and Shondi right. and Pierce and that. Oh crew. sure, but Which my point is, sense, is how do they you go with this exactly? But like, yeah, yeah, seriously, what do you do for the next Saints Row game? That's not just like, unless you make it total like take the piss out of GTA specifically yeah. or something yeah. like that? Like, what do they come out with Saints Row 5 and it's a parody of Saints for, of, of GTA 5? <laughs> yeah. like, remember, remember. They actually just really go after another video game? or I have no idea what they yeah, do. Yeah, dude. But. I don't know.
0: It'll be fun. That's all I know. Because that's the whole point of have Saints Row.
1: Like if they are what kind of DLC they're going to have for Saints Row 4?
0: I don't know if they have. There's going to be. A, they always do DLC. Yeah, but I, I, I know
1: a lot of people. The world is I their never, oyster. I never bought any of the DLC for Saints Row 3 because I heard it was all really terrible. I enjoyed the I'm DLC. I'm trying to Think. I know people were complaining that, like, whatever missions and, like, what well, not missions, but, like, the new weapons and vehicles you can unlock in the, in these, uh, DLC you could not import into the main game or something like that. Not there There's some kind of issues experience. with that. Well, that's I what I heard people complaining about. about, but. I
0: don't know. But anyway, my one complaint, so, like I said, at first I did not like Saints Row 4. Um, I didn't think that the opening sequence of Saints Row 3 is so batshit ridiculous. What is it? I
1: already
0: forget. Uh, Saints Row 3 opens with the fight in the plane, and then you jump out of the plane. <laughs> I
1: forgot about that. And oh you're shooting through the air. And, yeah, to, Codier, is to power. it not have
0: power. This, this is... one, this one does have you climbing the the um, the uh, uh, the missile as the song from Arget plays. That was great. That was great.
1: Well, I, do, you, do you become president because you just have to land in this chair? Yes. <laughs> yes, pretty much. Uh, uh,
0: that God. was pretty great. Don't get me wrong. But I was really, at first, kind of hurt because Steelport, um, I know why they did this, but uh, they they set made it so Steelport in the simulation, it's always night or twilight. so Why, that you Uma, can why see, would you do this? So that you can see the clusters.
1: So the glow of the clusters is more visible. He too. adds sound to the clusters. <laughs> Solving, this is kind of weird that how it's, weird, constant, it's like, always twilight.
0: night and i don't i really think it is a very grungy version of it's course. really grungy you don't see a lot of the charm of it like yeah. you like the there are all these great goofy characters you don't really see them they're i mean to be fair you're literally running past them at billion miles an hour why would they put that much effort into it but they like since it's a simulation that's taken over by the zin like all the ads and everything now have the aliens in them and true, some yeah. are good some are Good jokes. Like, there's one that was like for a strip club or something and that was pretty funny. Yeah. But most of them are just like the joke is like, oh, you're oppressed. Like, I i was at the airport or something and there was a sign that said, seven billion people died because of you. And I'm like, that's not really, and like, there's signs that say, obey and all this stuff. I'm like, that's not really funny. Yeah. I think the, what's his name, Zinniak, is a really boring villain. And the aliens are so Have boring. You to
1: his radio station? No. The Maybe classical, uh-huh. the, so you've got you know you got the different music right, stations. Right. The classical music station, if you listen to it long enough, he'll break in with his readings of Shakespeare and like Pride and Prejudice. He's
0: and shit. he's 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 dropped he's a, some Shakespeare during a mission.
1: Yeah, but like he has he, like this is his outlet within the thing where like <laughs> oh it's just funny because he's totally the most like oh, who's the bad guy from Hunchback Notre Dame? <laughs> Frollo. Disney- he's essentially Fro- Disney's Fro- <laughs> Frollo. But yeah. he's The bad guy was like, oh hey, you heathens! Ah, oh, he's the snotty kind of douchebag. Um, but like he, he's a little. He's in that it was a little more interesting if you listen to that radio station. Get but to see, like I don't want to. Yeah, it's not. I'm, that... ho- I'm hoping that hopefully once you beat the game, you unlock a version of Steelport that's back to day, and you kind of yeah. get the good version. Like maybe that's yeah. your reward for beating the game. But oh, yeah, yeah, it is. It is. It is the least interesting version of Steelport. Just yeah, because, yeah, it is. And it, it, yeah, uh, I yeah. mean, like it, the. It's
0: like. So it's not like the villains in Saints Row are ever amazing. But at least in, like, Saints Row 3 and 2, I've not played 1. They change... And, like, so you have some juggling villains, so you can have, like, you know... And granted, that that get, that get gets kind of boring and lazy, that you can predict the structure. There are going to be three gangs that you defeat, and then there's the actual villain. That's how two yeah. and three were. And it's nice that it's different in this, and that, like, you're well, i You're just no, fighting the aliens. You're just yeah. fighting the aliens. But their designs are so bad, like, boring.
1: Yeah. And they're like generic, so boring. generic, just like Star Trek aliens. Yeah. I mean,
0: it's almost like the joke is that they're that generic, but at the same time, like, that's not, like, a
1: joke. Have you got the Shandies?
0: Yes. no foley is so bad at me she's like get to Shandy. get to shawndy oh, did she get, get the Shandy.
1: or she just wants to see what happened fully because
0: Foley, Foley watches me play games and she loves Shandy. Shandy's yeah. a great character she's great have you gotten to matt the
1: the bad guy we're in the middle of matt's mission are you right now. trying to break him out of the yeah
0: that's literally the mission i'm gonna do next i this morning the last thing i did before i stopped playing was i was talking to kinsey and she's like don't don't worry about it just on the alien spaceship like, yeah. walk it off <laughs> it's fun
1: um it's
0: it's fun like the whole point of this game is how much fun can we cram into this game
1: it's funny that like this and GTA are the last two big releases of this generation yeah. like the I have no interest in expression. Grand Theft
0: Auto 5 because Saints Row GTA is... 5 is gonna
1: have to be like so fucking good like, in thing... its own GTA way yeah. to even compete with
0: yeah It'll be interesting to see what, like,
1: which of those two I mean, games it's are gonna be on more people game to game the list at the end of the week. It's going to be a beautiful, yeah.
0: well-crafted game because Saints Row 4 is buggy what? and ugly. The
1: further you get a GTA, are people going to start glitching out? <laughs> Have you noticed? Like, maybe you haven't far enough in the it's game. It's a deliberate because, choice, though. Because the whole point That's of the game the is that you're trying to disrupt, yeah. disrupt the simulation. Yeah. And I thought maybe, because I know that Saints Row 4 is buggy. It uh, is. Uh, listen to Grumpy Turtle to, to, to attest to this. I think he's had like six hard locks in the yeah, game. I've him. had one so far. I've only had one so far. And... I started getting into fights with people, like street people, who are yep. all like, yep. I thought maybe my Xbox was breaking, no. and then I realized that that's, wherever you're in a part of the simulation that's supposed to be breaking down, that's what's happening. It's yeah. it's, uh, it's an actual creative choice. It's really creepy. you the they actually design these glitched out citizens yeah. walking around, guys with giant eyeballs or limbs yep. flying around all yep. over the place, it's just, it's a, it's a great commentary on video games without being too conscious about being a commentary on video games.
0: Really, Saints Row 4 is just a delight. It is a a pleasure to play. That's all it boils down to. If you're the sort of person who likes open-worldy, jumping-around, goofy shit, even if you you have not played any of the other Saints Row games, highly recommend it. So having said that... I kind of want everyone who's like, I haven't played Saints Row, I'm going to get Saints Row 4, to first play Saints Row 3, if only because Saints Row 3 is so much fun and you would not be able to go back to Saints Row 3 from Saints That's Row 4. That's actually a good
1: point, yeah. You know? Well, uh, uh, Duncan Jones on Twitter last night, he was asking people whether or not it was worth getting Saints Row 4, and I told mm-hmm. him it's... I, I asked him if he had played Saints Row 3, and in one respect... Jumping straight into Saints Row Four without having any any mm-hmm. experience of Saints Row games before this, mm-hmm. that would be so bonkers. We're like, imagine mm-hmm. starting out the game where it's like, it's a Call of Duty thing. Now it's the West Wing. Now the yep. whole planet gets blown up. Yep. Now it's this character. Now you got this big. You can play as a giant fat woman with yep. a dude's voice. Yep. Like, but yeah, but without the context of the characters, in yeah. the first game, and uh, even aside from the fact that yeah, it'd be nice to be able to play Saints Row Three without. Just just to enjoy it on its own yeah. before things get totally batched in Saints Row Four. But it's a funny. I like how we're like we can't even position ourselves as Saints Row experts because it's not like either of us have played the first game. No. And you've have you played any of the second game? I've played yeah. a lot of the second. I played game with almost all, all of it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And. Uh, I'm stuck in a mission at the end of it. But both of us, we only ever played the second game after we played the right. third. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So.
0: Yeah, it's uh it's. Saints Row. Goddamn Saints Row. It's a good god- game.
1: A, man, I almost kind of regret not buying the version of Saints Row that comes in the glass case. <laughs> with a bag that you can on
0: overnights. I regret not getting the uh, the million dollar edition. I'm very good to go to space. Oh, yeah.
1: man. <laughs> What's your favorite? Have you gotten like the dubstep gun and all that yes.
0: stuff? Yes. I got the dubstep gun and I upgraded it fully. Oh, man. It's oh, so good. Ha- oh, is
1: it just really powerful? It's really powerful and it recharges... Did, oh, really? Did mm-hmm. you get the, uh, the America Gun? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Uh, the only reason I don't like that is because it cuts out, it shorts out whatever music you're playing. Well, so does the dubstep gun. Well, that's true, too. But, like, even when you're not firing the America Gun, you still that's get that. That's true. true. You get the, the that's Philip march. Yeah. Which I'm like, I was just in the middle of that great drink song. That great drink song. <laughs> great drink song. <laughs> I love sugar. Oh, fuck you. It's my drink. <laughs> oh, my God. And just like uh, there was another you know. there was something else too in the game where they really committed to a joke. Remember in Saints Row 3? Like one of the first things you do, you hop in the car and the character starts singing along. Yeah, with that Pierce song? starts
0: singing along. There was something else. You think... try to get Kenzie to sing along and she doesn't. Oh, that's right. So yeah. she's trying to like, like yeah. no. This is yeah, some of the conversations in the game. Too. See, just I love like... I really the writing in, in Saints Row. They have so much fun. Yeah. Boss really is one of my fe- I feel <laughs> as strongly about Laura Bailey as Boss as I do about What's Jennifer Hale as FemShep. What's I first? Personality like
1: Because I know, like, all, most of the, the, the basic writing for all the bosses are different. But I know there are yeah. so subtle differences between the, the different characters. Yeah. Are, like, are there any kind of personality takes?
0: She's them? a, uh, she has a, a strong and rich romance with the fuck. With the word fuck. Yeah. Uh, she is a, just, she's kind of a ballsy, goofy badass. Wait, what's the
1: character's name? Or uh, the actress's name? Uh, uh, Jennifer Bailey. Is it the first female voice option? Yeah, she's female one.
0: I might um, switch her
1: over for a while just to see what's like Her
0: voice just makes me smile Yeah And the shit she says makes me smile She's just such a ballsy, brassy dame It makes me so happy I still miss zombie voice I know, I'm sorry You know,
1: and I looked it up I didn't realize the zombie voice was by Amon from Legend of Korra (laughs) Ah, Was it? (laughs) Yeah I still am so good. But it was just so funny to see the boss have lengthy conversations with people. Was, <laughs> and people are like, see, okay, we got a boss.
0: See, the thing that breaks my heart about that, I know, I know, oh. I know you guys enjoyed it. But the writing Saints Row were so great. No, but and I would missed... keep, I would
1: bring up the subtitles. Okay, so I, good. Like, at least I understood what was okay, going on. Okay, you've
0: got some of boss's bon mots, but it's all in the way boss says things. Yeah. I'm saying, I'm telling you, Jennifer Bailey is boss. Is uh, best.
1: male voice three English boss. He's just always <laughs> constantly confounded by her. <laughs> like, oh, what's this then? I don't know what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, yeah. yeah saints wrote oh uh, we'll probably have more to talk about it after you get back from packs that's right after you beat the game i but. think
0: that bill has already given up on packs at this point He's i'm just like,
1: assuming i yeah i just have to make phone calls tomorrow to figure oh, out what's going bill. on but poor billy oh my god so what else oh cookie clicker the game of the week <laughs> yes Did you play cookie clicker i've never even heard of cookie clicker cookie clicker is a game it's a browser-based game mm-hmm. it'll blow your mind is it
0: a game where you click on cookies
1: you go to whatever URL it is. I'll put it in the show notes. You go to the URL, and there's a cookie in the middle of the screen. Mm-hmm. You click the cookie. That's all the context there is. You can You keep on going. Like, okay, it won't. I guess I click. Keep on clicking the cookie with my cursor, mm-hmm. and then suddenly, like, you get the option, like, "Oh, Grandma showed up. Grandma can help you bake more cookies." Because I guess the idea, every time you click the cookie, you're making a cookie. And as you st- click the cookie, like, little thing will pop up saying, your cookie, the cookies you're making by cl- clicking on this cookie are delicious. People love your cookies. Oh, Grandma showed up to help you bake more cookies. And the more cookies you make, you can cash them in to get more resources to help you make more cookies. It's just you click just to make cookies that's the whole there's no end game or anything (laughs) like that it's just literally just cooking this uh clicking this cookie cursor to make cookies and eventually you can unlock factories oh gosh and import cookies from cookie space the idea is that you're trying to ramp up your cookies per second production and so like you can get you can make it so you're making literally like millions of cookies per second wow and and once you get to a certain point, there'll there, like, be this little animated gif of an old grandma's face behind your cookie vibrating. If you're making too many cookies and like the system's about to fly apart, it's the fucking funniest game. You want to play now? <laughs> we'll Sounds just, really we'll, emotional. We'll, we'll satisfying. We'll record a commentary we'll, we'll play cookie <laughs> click, Just here, click Clicker click, commentary. Click. Oh, grandma here! You can buy more grandmas to buy more cookies. <laughs> it's just... It's a fantastic game. You know, our, all I was talking about Saints Row
0: 4... I have things I have to do this afternoon. And I just want to go home and pay for Saints Row. Like
1: you're not going to go home. You'll do what you need to do, very rushed and half acidly, but then you'll play Saints Row. I'm
0: going on a date with the missus tonight. I got to get myself all duded up. Instead, yeah. she's going to come home. I'm going to be sitting there <laughs> in like pajama bottoms and a
1: tank top. And you're going to try to rush through the date so you can come home and, and play with uh-huh. some more Saints Row. What a Don't go to work tomorrow. Play some Saints Row. Yeah. Uh uh-huh. Fake sick. Fake sick. I got belly.
0: <laughs> I do got belly. I it's got, true. I got the herbals. <laughs> Oh my God! Okay, friends, we're gonna take a little break. We're gonna come back for the Geek Week.
1: Okay, now we're back with the Geek week Review. Yeah, we
0: had to take a break to talk some more about Saints <laughs> Row. Yeah, we actually just did
1: another, we just talked another ten minutes about Saints Row. That was our whole break. It
0: was a fun game, you guys. Mm-hmm. However, the last week was, in fact, a week full of geek
1: things that we will now review. Actually, not that much, because we only recorded, a po- our last podcast was less than a week ago. That's so. true. Yeah, it was just a pretty slim, quote-unquote, week. Contrary to what Bill predicted last week, the PS4
0: will launch on November 15th. A Friday, weirdly enough. We when do a nice. consoles normally
1: launch? Tuesdays. Tuesdays, like yeah. I mean, so, some consoles have launched on... Like, well, uh, the joke I made was the, when the original Xbox and the GameCube launched, that was... I think that was a Friday and a Sunday launch. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, the I mean, technically, you could have another thing where the Xbox launches either that Tuesday or the Sunday after. It could be like they—they they technically oh, could just be a couple days. It's apart gonna get from here just in
0: time for Foley's birthday. What's her, what day's your birthday?
1: Uh, November twenty-sixth. Uh, there you go. Exactly. Yeah. Aww. And uh, but a lot of people are actually predicting the Xbox is gonna land earlier because uh, the new Call of Duty comes out like on September like fifth. Mm-hmm. And it, everyone's just expecting the new Xbox yeah. will just be out alongside that. So um, uh, it sounds like by mid uh, mid November though we're gonna have two new consoles. Oh man, I'm gonna be so broke. You gonna I'm buy be both? So broke. No, I'm just gonna buy the PS4.
0: Though I have to. You don't like, wanna play. I do kind of want to pay, play Fable Legends Just because I do love is dumb that the shit Fable the first game? games No did you not hear about this no. So Fable Legends is going to be a Kind of a co op game where you're going to have Four character classes and you can pick a character Class to play and then you go out into the world And have adventures but the twist is That you can also play the bad guy And then you can send out like you can Choose like uh what re- You have all these resources Are you playing resources. As a character or you're just yeah, a character class You're a villain
1: okay. well, n- well, Are you I like don't... Jack of Blades
0: No I should say there are like four character Class or looks like I don't yeah. know it has it was just a video that came out it could just be that those are just four characters and the char- people skinned them and chose whatever classes but let me finish you can or you can be right, you were opening it again. your mouth <laughs> I saw your dumb little okay, face I'm not taking it wrong I'm not you're wrong
1: I'm so, not, but yeah. you
0: can play the villain and then you can like send out minions and bad guys you can set traps in the level like so you can actually be the antagonist is it against a big the protagonist. thing they haven't I mean they just released a trailer a fucking
1: map this time so you can actually like
0: <laughs> I don't know this is gonna be the first. A uh, fable game without Peter Malinus, maybe. Maybe be the better. best one actually. Yeah.
1: yeah. Oh my god! Like even like I would just love a fable game where it's just open world. Like everything's connected. It's not like everything's segmented in a different worlds where like you have to go through a yeah. gate and there's a loading screen. And
0: to be honest, it would you, not be that hard to make a the my, perfect fable my game my perfect fable game would be basically Saints Row and Albion,
1: but with a rich with a better story
0: because Saints Row. Do you play actually, as
1: what's your face? Not Hammer that be Teresa? Cool too. Yeah, Teresa. The sister. That could be
0: interesting. Teresa is such a good mysterious Is this a prequel of the first game? Because I
1: think I heard someone what, say Fable something... Legends. Yeah, Fable Legends. I genuinely yeah. I I all I saw was I the I game's concept. I thought someone said it was it takes I, we are the only people in the whole game that knows this much about Fable. <laughs> yeah. Uh it's supposedly like something about this game takes place during, during the original Age of Heroes.
0: Oh, well that would make sense actually. Yeah. Well, especially
1: huh. if you're playing as a bunch of heroes. Yeah. Yeah, especially if they're all supposed to be powered up like a... Because, he- like, in, in in the Fable games, the role of hero, it's not just the protagonist, but it's a very specific thing. It's yeah. almost like the Fable equivalent of a Jedi. Right. It's like your very specific role in society mm-hmm. where you are a hero, but it's almost like hero with a capital H. It's almost like a job. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Lionhead has come out and said that they're not working on Fable 4, and I get why, but it makes me sad well, because it. with Fable 2... They 2- on
1: Fable... Whatever the hell this game is, though. Well, right? Fable Legends,
0: but it's yeah. not—it's not in the franchise, so to speak. It's a very different game. Yeah, it's of game. just kind of spin
1: off, which yeah. makes
0: me sad because Fable Fable One was fun, and Fable Two set this, like, this interesting stage for the world—the world could go. Yeah. And Fable Three just farted on it, and they tricked me. And fa- we've had this conversation a billion times, but I can't believe Fable Two tricked me into actually being invested in the Fable world and canon
1: because well, that's such a great ending, and oh. I did such a great thing with that lost bat last that lost yeah last, last battle. Where and you then just with the hammer, yeah. like yeah. hammer, such a great. Oh it God was damn going it. in such a great place yeah. it was evolving
0: so fantastically i wonder who was the creative lead on fable 2 because it wasn't fucking peter molyneux and i wonder who that person is and i want to see what games they've Probably done just since.
1: shot himself working yeah peter oh did you see the dennis dyak kickstarter failed this week Who <laughs> did it for the new fake for the eternal whatever blah, yeah blah, eternal boo. we can't get anyone to pay for our <laughs> game <laughs> Um, they didn't even come him. close, they didn't even get half as much money as they needed Bless Which, him. considering it's Dennis Dayak and a pedophile I was going to say, considering all the bad press And, their, yeah, and this their is first also their failed? second Kickstarter yeah. yeah, exactly, yeah
0: this is... Bad news
1: Yeah, it was it was a real bummer because I saw people on Twitter were like I, well, I, I guess the team was, they were live streaming it in the hour before the Kickstarter was supposed to wind mm-hmm. down They had the, whatever, whatever Dennis Dayak's fake new team is they they were streaming like oh it was great we wish we could have gotten enough money, and like, it was the last five depressing. minutes, Dennis Diet
0: coming in and firing everybody. I just
1: had to shut it down where yeah. I was like man everyone's like kind of gleefully like oh look at these assholes they're not gonna make their much they're not gonna make their money let's laugh at them and I was like oh man this is actually kind of depressing because then you realize it's not just Dennis Dayak oh yeah jerking himself off in the closet no. but he's actually lured a lot of people to their doom with this company yeah. and I'm just like oh man that's a bummer
0: yeah. you know.
1: Oh, so, wow. um, so, and, uh, and in better news, Harry Knowles' Kickstarter, it looks like it's going to be a failure. Yes! What did Harry Knowles do on Harry Kickstarter? Harry Knowles, he started a reality, not a reality series, but he started a web series where he's just in his basement showing off, like, I have this collectible thing, I'm going to interview, uh, Machete. <laughs> that was like his whole TV show where, like, wow. he'd show off, like, whatever garbage he has in his living room. And like talk to whoever he can convince to come to his studio to talk about. And like his, his ba- it's supposed to be like studio like in a basement or something like that. Yeah. And it's Harry Knowles hosting it, so it's terrible. Oh. It's worse than this podcast. <laughs> and so we started a Kickstarter for a second season. I was gonna of the say if fat men in Basement should not throw stones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know exactly. Yeah. Why I hate Harry Knowles so I know. much? I know. I hate him. I know. If you uh, just just by virtue, <laughs> I go to zoo. I still go to his website. You still go to Ain't It Cool? Just, just to see <laughs> what's going on. It's like checking <laughs> on the with retard his locked in the closet. Day, uh... It is nuts how he still can't read or write. <laughs> it is just like you can tell it's a Harry Knowles article on Anna Cole just because there will be no capital, like at all, half being caps, no punctuation, and be a half sentence. Yeah, he'll be like, "Oh my god, the voice of Rocky Raccoon in the <laughs> Last of Guardians is Silver Linings Playbook." <laughs> it's like a 12 wrote the article. <laughs> Um, uh, spoilers. Ooh. Silver Linings Playbook is going to be a raccoon. <laughs> Did they in... announce that? Yeah, Bradley fucking. You need Cooper. to watch that because I he... do.
0: I hate Bradley Cooper so much, though.
1: He's good playing a crazy person. See, that's that, the thing. Though.
0: Maybe it'll be like me and Leonardo DiCaprio. I just need to see him in something good, and then I like him. What turned you on, Leonardo
1: DiCaprio? What turned me against him, or turned me in favor? Of in favor. Him?
0: Uh, actually, The Aviator.
1: Okay. Yeah. You hate him in games New York he
0: wasn't bad either. He was just there, I I really. It was just residual anger because of fucking Romeo and Juliet, and really? just I've it, never seen that. It's because Bill, you—I was the age. Was Was, the he age, bad or was that the no, 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 movie no, terrible? No, 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 no. It was it had nothing to do with the movie itself or his role in it. It's just that I was exactly the right age where all of my peers oh, were that non-stop jilling of themselves off talking about Leonardo DiCaprio oh, really? and Romeo and Juliet. Remember how like that people go and that and Titanic. People go to see that movie 87 times. See, I, was, I saw Titanic four or five times in theaters and I hated Titanic. I was dragged the, all, the I was drag when it came out so I was not you know. Oh, So I fucking hate because of fucking teeny boppers. Oh wow. Everybody freaking out about him. See
1: I still think Daniel a, a, oh. you talking about Daniel lewis being a small child. Not, he just said his name, Leonardo, <laughs> Leonardo DiCaprio. Daniel D. lewis Leonardo DiCaprio is an amazing actor. He's a really See, good I'm actor. I'm old enough that when I, hated I was him. in, how it'd old be like you? if Jonathan Taylor Thomas were a really good actor now, I'd hate him too. How old were you when this was going on? What grade? I don't know two and a half. I don't know. See, I'm old enough that when my left foot came out, everyone's like, didn't know Lewis is so dreamy! <laughs> when Tootsie came out. <laughs> I hope he doesn't ever play a crazy guy with a glass eye who's gonna kill that baby fetus, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio we just heard that was warm last night in Jerusalem. <laughs> sex in Jerusalem. sex what, Jerusalem. What creature crawls to Jerusalem shaped like Leonardo DiCaprio? <laughs> General Mills is bringing back Yummy Mummy
0: and Fruit Brute this Halloween, along with all of its monster cereals in retro 70s and 80s packaging, available only in Target, sadly.
1: Son of a bitch. Have you ever tasted those cereals, Fruity, fruity. what do we say, Fruity Fruit Mummy? Fruit
0: Brute and Yummy Mummy.
1: Yummy Mummy's nasty. Yummy Mummy was, fr- it was like tricks. Yeah, except with marshmallows in uh, it. The marshmallow, like you know, tricks is, like the fruit cereal. I'm not fine. a big marshmallow and cereal advocate. Yeah, anyway. they and like it. Uh, that's marshmallow works fine when we've got kind of like a, a like a, a base to work with. Sure. Yeah, like who, like who wants to eat an apple with a marshmallow on top? It's not gonna be mm. the worst thing in the world, but it's still like, the apple's good enough. You don't need the marshmallow. And fruit brute was some bullshit that like that that that's who gives a shit. all I know Quentin Tarantino loves to put uh, Fruit Brute in all of his movies or at least it's Fruit Brute that's what's her face is trying to get out Oh, and she's like, I'm gonna pour you some cereal. Oh, and then she, there's a gun in she's it? There's a gun in it. That's yeah. Fruit Brute. Okay, it's it's no. Fruit brute. Oh, no, it's Kaboom. It's that's, the I gonna that's, say that's, that's, the, that's joke, the joke, it's, that it's Kaboom. kaboom. Yeah. No, it's Fruit Brute. Uh, it's in Pulp Fiction and Reservoir Dogs. That's what it is. Okay, so for enough. Why not you bring back Kaboom? I'm gonna have to email, even though they don't make Kaboom. <laughs> DigTarget.com. <be> like, <laughs> <laughs> DigTarget, why not you sell Kaboom? <laughs> you that went out of business long before you were born (laughs) so i get i had some friends down in la the same people sent me the totoro cookies they went to uh the live screening of the world's end that just came out Mm -hmm. that was being hosted by edgar wright and simon pegg and nick frost and they were sitting three seats three rows from the front and right in front of them was quentin tarantino Hey. And supposedly at this theater, he's got he's got his own seat at this theater. Nice. That's it's Quentin Tarantino's. De- I guess this is his favorite theater, so he gets his own designated seat. Is it the New Beverly? I guess so. I don't know. Yeah, Whatever's he, he like he single handedly kept the New Beverly yeah, that's from going out is. of business. And so they took a picture of his face, and he got he looks like a cartoon of himself because they kind of profile, like because they're literally sitting right behind him and he's talking to his friend, and you can see his face in profile. He looks like the Joker. <laughs> That's my story about Quentin Tertino. That's Tino. a really your second hand story of Quentin Tarantino. Bill
0: notes, dude is playing Batman, holy fuck. <laughs> what else
1: it's do we Bill's need to notes. say? It's-
0: what happened? I like the joke that someone made where it was like, uh, basically pointed out that Ben Affleck is doing George Clooney's career in reverse, where it's like he went from a, an
1: Oscar-winning director to Batman. He's gonna bring back ER just so he can be Eon e- on ER and discover. It. Um, I mean, Ben Affleck is. Still I don't soon. think Ben
0: Affleck is a bad choice as Batman. It's
1: kind of just weird. Well, I think what's driving everyone crazy is because this was announced as this is gonna be the gritty older Batman, and yeah. it's gonna be playing off of. What's the shitty Batman uh, comic? Henry that was old. Uh, the Dark Knight, Dark Knight Returns? Returns. Is that good? I read that back in the, back in the day, and to I, be honest I with I thought you, it was I read it back in the day, and I wasn't a big fan either. Exactly. But I'm not a big Batman person. So everyone was expecting like maybe they're gonna get Clint Eastwood Sorry, or they're gonna get like Russell Crowe. And maybe he'll lose a couple pounds, but be old. No, it's Ben Affleck. I don't
0: think Ben Affleck is a bad. I, let me put it this way. I don't think Ben Affleck is any worse choice for Batman than Christian
1: Bale is. It's not even worse than Superman being what's-his-face. Henry Cavill? Yeah. So who gives a shit? Who gives a shit? It's a movie... It's the sequel to the Superman movie no one liked anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone just wound up because it's based off this comic book that people like. What I think
0: is really interesting is that... I read in some interview that... uh, The reason why it had been kept secret until now was that they were they've been negotiating with him for a long time because he's wrapped up in some other franchise that's so secret they didn't even know he was involved with it until they started negotiating with him star wars so that's what i'm thinking is he in star wars because he'd be really good in star wars i i'll just say it i would like not being in or either i think he'd be great he'd be a great like jedi guy like you
1: Little no, month. I know. After seeing uh, Argo, in which, yeah. guess who yeah. shows up in that movie for 10 seconds? Orange and New Black. <laughs> Wait, which which The Orange... main chickie. She shows, she's oh, like one she? of the hostages they're trying to get oh. out. Yeah. I haven't seen it since I've seen Orange yeah, and New Black, but she's she just, uh, like, credited as one of the hostage people. Oh, interesting. So you can watch and be like, oh, yeah, Crazy Eyes can help. <laughs> um...
0: But yeah, no, Argo's a good movie. Argo's really good. And like
1: Ben Affleck isn't bad. I always like I always, like, I always heard ben that Affleck. he's a nice guy. Yeah, he seems like a mensch. He's bench. just Ben Affleck. He was a heartthrob 20 years ago, if that's what he's got. And, but again, it's when you're comparing, everyone was expecting. Because, like, Batman in the Dark Knight Returns is like this big refrigerator. Yeah, he's a man. He's
0: shaped more like Dwayne Johnson than Ben Affleck. Affleck.
1: Yeah. And when he come out, Ben Affleck. <laughs> ben Affleck, what is this, 1998s? <laughs> like, what? I don't know. I'm curious. I don't man. know. I, mean, who, I don't know who else I would cast in that. See, that's like... the thing. Who would be Batman? Ron Batman per- is the least... Batman, if you really want that, you want the type old refrigerator guy, you get Ron probably you get... You get you get Don Draper to play. There you um, go. Yeah, what's his face? Yeah, Superman.
0: And then they just get drunk and fuck. That's that's Bill's movie right there.
1: Extra romance, Superman. Bill's next note is all caps something something. I couldn't think of what else to write. The show notes this week had to be padded out because there was not that much news except for J.D. Salinger. You de- and you didn't even put that on the list, Bill. I forgot. Well, that just came out late last night. Oh, did it? Yeah. Did I, we mention this on the podcast? No, you mentioned it to me before. Uh, so, Henry Weinstein, the guy who made Miramax. <laughs> Bill's head is
0: drunk. Yes, he did made Miramax. Uh,
1: he is producing a new biography. Up- no, it's a documentary about the life of J.D. Salinger. Um, and so, well, J.D. Salinger died three years ago. And everyone was surprised when he died that they did not come out and say, Oh, we found... all all these new stories that he's written, because he he has not published a story since, like, 1965. Mm -hmm. And so the assumption everyone was just assuming for, like, the last 60 years, he's just been holed up in a cabin somewhere, just continuing to write stories and stuff. But after he died, no one ever said anything about, like, we found, Mm -hmm. oh, Catcher in the Rye Part 3. Right. Or anything like that. So, but not until last night. Henry Weinstein comes out, and he's all like, oh, yeah, we we were holding this news until our documentary came out, but, yeah, there's a... Yeah, there's, we found a whole bunch of... Uh, yeah, he wrote some more Holden Caulfield stories and The Glass stories. It's about him teaming up with Superman.
0: <laughs> it is true.
1: Ben Affleck <laughs> found these stories <laughs> in the woods, and he brought them to us. <laughs> so, yeah, no, there's going to be more uh, Never Before Reds J.D. Salinger stuff. Uh, published in the next year or two. Yeah, and it's just funny they waited to hold the news f- for three years until they could get this documentary done, which is really kind of like, come on, guys. This movie had better be fucking great, dude. I'm just saying, Ryan. Those. Did you sh- have you of, read J.D. Salinger? Yeah, no. some bullshit. Not my jam. Have you ever seen a Wes Anderson movie? The, yes, you have. <laughs> you have read all J.D. Salinger. <laughs> have you seen *Royal Tandem Bombs*? You have read most of his work already. <laughs> it's essentially like the fucked up uh, New York rich families. There the raid That's Redemptions. The How do you
0: say his last name? Um, Tony. Is it Tony Ha? Tony Ja? I'm terrible. I'm a Texan. Annie,
1: the, you don't pronounce the cat. The the you, you don't announce pronounce. What's it called? The the, the apostrophe.
0: You it's, did it. It's not there. You just put J A. No, it's
1: it's not Captain Crunch. It's Cap'n will be. <laughs> Bill, in the...
0: can you help me here? How do you pronounce his last name? Tony Jaw. Tony Jaw is yeah. it? Uh, Tony Jaw will be in the Fast and Furious Seven. Yeah, he was the main. Yeah, he... He... The Raid Redemption was great. He this... was great in that. Yeah, so good. So it totally if you have not seen sense. Raid
1: Redemption, it's on Netflix. Instant. You should give it a watch. This it's makes really much sense of Ben Affleck that you hire a kung fu guy. <laughs> to be in a movie where he spends all his time sitting in a car. (laughs) (laughs) Or not. Or not. I'd be better in Fast and the Furious than this guy. I know how to sit down and speak English if you give me a script. If you ask me about uh, what I think about stuff beforehand, I'm just going to be like... Director of Fast and the Furious Seven, what am I doing? Can I call myself Fast and the Furious Seven? Because now I'm in Fast and the Furious Seven. You need to see Fast and the Furious. 6. I do.
0: Now got your You know what? You know. It. You know why I don't want to go see it? Is yeah. I was talking to a friend, a friend of mine who has a huge crush on both Vin Diesel and Wayne Johnson, mm. and we we're making fun of him for it. And I said, mm. "Well, tell me my masturbation in the movie, my masturbation material. How much will the fight machine between Michelle Rodriguez and Gina Carano fill my wink short, bank?" Yeah. And he said, "It's really short." And then I yeah. lost all
1: interest. See it? You got, you got, you got your, got your Robin Hood. You got Gina Crone. It's you got not Michelle my Rogers. Robin Hood. It's a hypothetical Robin Hood. The least offensive choice for Robin Hood. <laughs>
0: He's the lesser. Not of, the ideal. Yeah.
1: yeah. I'm just saying. You got the Rock.
0: No, I, I would really do need to see it because I love. Michelle do Rodriguez. I have
1: to bit torrent for you right now before you no, leave? No, Bill. Uh, oh, I mean, I found it in a, <laughs> a, a dumpster. <laughs> uh,
0: <laughs> uh, Zhang Ziyi and Michelle Yao will be in the Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon sequel that's supposed to start filming next spring. Yeah, it's been... being directed by wirefu guru Yuan Wuping
1: Yeah, it's. And I, I apologize Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon came out like like it was like 13 years ago. I was gonna, gonna only... say, dude. Oh, yeah, that's some nasty shit. No one wants to touch anymore. That's like some gamma shit. <laughs> But now they're... Uh, so they finally... Well, it's based off of book series. There's like six books. Yeah. And so there's more than enough uh, material to come out. Like, you could... Like, they could have done, like, a whole series of, of movies based on this twice over mm-hmm. in the last 13 years. It's where they waited, like, 13 years until everyone's, like, super old and yeah. crotchety to say, Ah, now we'll do a sequel. Mm-hmm. Supposedly, yeah, it's supposed to take place. It's supposed to show whatever happened to all the characters after Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. I have never seen Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Hey, the main star of that was, um not Stephen chow um chow yun fett mm. he's not in this i can't remember if he died in <laughs> crouching tiger hidden dragon uh mm. it's called it's going to be called crouching tiger hidden dragon legend of the green destiny or something like that the green destiny is the sword everyone's fighting uh. for you no know, uh, crouching tiger hidden dragon is a really good movie I mean, it's, it's directed by who he did the hulk and the ice storm oh ang lee yeah Awesome. So it's really pretty. Interesting. English and good I filmmaker. mean, it's not, just, it's, not like, it's, it's, it's not as much of a frenetic kind of kung fu movie as most kung fu movies mm-hmm, are. Mm-hmm. It's, like, really pretty and gorgeous to, and right. stuff, though. Which is funny because, like, uh, yeah, the the director they got for the sequel is the guy who did all the choreography, fight choreo- uh, choreography for the original Crouching Tiger and Dragon. Mm-hmm. He also did, he's pretty much the big kung fu fight choreographer of the last 20 years did mm-hmm. all the fight choreography for, for, like, The Matrix and stuff okay. like that. So I guess yeah. he's become his own director now. He's good on him. A sequel, but... That would be interesting to see. And it's largely, a lot of the characters in these stories are ladies, too, which that's kind of interesting to see. I mean, the two main actors that have announced this coming back are an older Asian lady and a slightly less older Asian lady.
0: NBC has bought the rights to Emerald City, which is supposed to be the Wizard of Oz by way of Game of Thrones. Barf, notes Bill. So this means that NBC will have a Wizard of Oz property. Well. Disney is working on their Wizard of Oz property. MGM still owns the original musical MG Wizard Anderson of Oz. there going
1: like, "Wait, what? what? How are we not making a mint off this? We kind of made the Wizard of Oz that everyone cares about." Um, this is what happens when shit slides out of copyright? I'm gonna get on that Peter Pan ship before I want to re- realize that slid out of copyright. Oh, uh, wow. which actually it has. For the oh, first, did it? in the last couple of years there was like somebody wrote a book about Peter Pan, like it was a you know another fake I was sequel or say, like that. The, and the the hospital... for the first time, the hospital did not go after them for rights. Huh. And legally, that's that's a very slippery slope because the moment you don't go after, yeah, the
0: moment you stop policing it,
1: that's that sets a precedent where you like anyone who comes afterwards says, "Man, what kind of shitbird do you have to be to take?" The rights of
0: something That have been funding a children's hospital For the last hundred years Yeah What kind of useless douche nozzle Especially in a story that's about children And death <laughs> My god you have to be a If voice. those themes resonate with you Strongly enough And you're gonna take, literally you you Take money from the, this cut
1: hospital Cut the hospital a $10 check Yeah, okay, guys. something
0: what fuck nuggets?
1: Um
0: Gil Taylor, director of photography on The Avengers, the
1: sexy. Also, one? we're not gonna make jokes about Peter Dinklage playing a dwarf Game of Thrones munchkins there's a joke. <laughs> Flying monkeys. Something, something.
0: That sounds
1: fucking terrible like oh, no. you, imagine also you get, you get you get the Wizard of Oz with what it always needed was gritty army stuff well, with I'm the lack of sex you could sh- you, you can't show <laughs> you know, on, on NBC, NBC. It, is, it is the most castrated <laughs> version to be of everything
0: fair, Game of Thrones without sex could only be better
1: <laughs> I'm gonna throw <laughs> that out there with even cheaper special effects and everything yeah. uh,
0: without the sex position it
1: can only get with better even, cause you know they're not gonna get like at least Game of Thrones is produced overseas so that at least they get the good like European actors. This is going to be produced in Burbank, so it's all going to be a fucking, like... Just way after way of a white person. Taylor Swift and shit nope. like that. Oh, my God. <laughs> Taylor
0: Swift. I love you.
1: Um,
0: anyway, yeah. Uh, Gil Taylor... So, which is the sexy Avengers? What joke are you making? Oh, no. Oh, I'm sorry. You were saying? Gil Taylor was the director of photography on Hard Day's Night, Dr. Strangelove, and Star Wars, including Bill Notes, The Avengers, The Sexy One. The which
1: one with the Lady this? in the Top Pants.
0: Oh, the f- old Avengers.
1: Oh, on the TV show, The, the TV Avengers. show, yeah. Okay. Diana Rigg. Okay. Again, going back to Game of Thrones. Now she's got an old apple face. It's kind of alarming. <laughs> she still looks badass as always. Well. No, no, anyway, He passed away
0: on Friday at the age of 99. Yeah,
1: he was he was a huge thing. A lot of a lot of modern day cinematographers go back. And not it, it, not not really. It's it, it's funny because everyone always goes back to Star Wars as being this big seminal thing. But no, it was really his photography in The Hard Day's Night and Doctor Strange. Oh yeah, two black and white movies and in the sixties. The black and white was going the way of the dodo. Yeah, he really made an artistic statement with those two goddamn movies.
0: And the Avengers did have. a I mean, for being yeah television show, had a lot of crazy stuff he, going he's on. He's
1: one of the 20th century's biggest like movie cinematographers. Hmm. As opposed to book cinematographers. <laughs> as opposed to candy cinematographers. Filmic
0: cinematography. No, but yeah, he did a lot of
1: great stuff. I think he also did like George Lucas' American Graffiti and stuff. Yeah. He's just he's a really classy guy. Yeah. He know, did. I'm all about a solid DP. Man, I wish I could live to be 99 after <laughs> being say. one of the 20th century's best anything. <laughs> I was yeah, gonna Jesus say. Christ. Good luck with that. Fuck that guy. Speaking of Star Wars and cinematography, the next Star Wars
0: film will be shot on, or excuse me, it's shot on film did you fix that oh wait you said that wrong i did i fucked up say it right the next star wars movie will be shot on film
1: no read it correctly
0: i clicked away uh hold on
1: because i typed it wrong and i left it in because i laughed so hard
0: speaking of star wars and cinematography the next star wars will be shot on film
1: no you're still getting it wrong. Speaking of
0: Star <laughs> Wars and cinematography, the next Star Wars will be shot on film.
1: No, so close. What's that more, last word? No, flim. <laughs> <laughs> you turd. It's a new technology. Flim.
0: It's so much higher What's, definition. Weren't the last Star Wars films digital? Or were they on film?
1: He found them in a dumpster. <laughs> no, he, no, actually no, The Phantom Menace was actually mostly on film it's weird to think that like the Phantom Menace was like the big turning point for digital stuff. Uh, the Phantom Menace was, I think they said, it was the first uh, mainstream movie to ever actually have any content filmed digitally in of it. Hmm. They they filmed like like ninety nine percent of the Phantom Menace. I think they did one scene uh, where it's Qui Gon talking to Anakin in the desert or something like that, where mm-hmm. they shot on film and they squeezed it into the rest, or they, they shot that digitally and they squeezed it in the rest of the movie that was shot on film, yeah. just to see if anyone any normal people would notice, and yeah. no one did. And so the, supposedly that's what gave George Lucas the... said, okay, well, if, if if that's high enough resolution, no one noticed. Yeah. And so then he shot the next two movies after that completely on digital. Hmm. And that's why I think that was, like, well, less than 15 years ago. And now almost every... Like, the fact that, like, the new Star Wars is going to be shot on film is, like, a big statement. That's weird yeah. though, like, how quickly that's uh, switched over. Yeah, man. Oof. So, yeah, my joke was they're also going to be serving, like, old candy... And food from the 1970s too at the craft services table <laughs> trying to be as retro as possible but yeah that's kind of cool they're gonna stop was on from. the films they say supposedly they're gonna try to do more like puppet effects in real life actually oh. building sets rather than just relying on green stream and stuff like that so oh, interesting kind of interesting yeah yeah it's, re- it's weird when saying a movie's shot on film like that's a big
0: i mean it's gonna be that's an artistic
1: statement these days yeah
0: it's crazy it's gonna be all filmic well, that, that's such. Well, I mean, that's why the fan, like the one of the things. Yeah, we're not. I'm not even talking. Sad. About. No, it's not interesting. What? I'm not going to be the 8 billionth nerd to bitch about the prequels. No, 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 it's go It's just ahead. not interesting. No, no it's fine. Star fine. War- so much of the visual of Star Wars is in film and based on film and in practical effects and based on practical effects. It's yeah. one of the reasons why the prequels are so soulless, despite all their other problems, is that it is all the digitalness. Just the
1: feel. Just the yeah, the look and feel, the, the look film, and feel yeah. is
0: wrong, because yeah. that's not what Star Wars is. So uh, the more it, they can do
1: to replicate that, the better. Uh, I was hanging out with somebody at a coffee shop this weekend. This was somebody who actually worked at BioWare, and he worked on... Uh, he worked at Bioware, and he actually worked on... What's the goddamn Star Wars MMO they made? Oh, uh, uh Galaxy... And we were talking about Star Wars the Expanded Universe and Older stuff, and Republic. we were, we were talking Republic. about specifically how neither of us could get into the Star Wars Expanded Universe because yeah. Star Wars is so much movies. Yeah. And like even like the visual language that Star Wars
0: yeah.
1: relies on is movie tropes, exactly. And like, yeah, like kung fu movies and wizard. That's things why I can't like...
0: read uh, Star Wars comics or anything. Yeah. it's, like it's not comics. Because you
1: have to have the music and the tempo which and I never the visual... thought about it
0: is probably one of the reasons why I don't like the Mass Effect comics or the Dragon Age comics is yeah. that it's so much about games that it's weird to engage that
1: agency and stuff. Too, yeah. Even...
0: But it were something like the last of us, since last of us is so much about experiencing that narrative and those characters. That, that that, works well, that, a that,
1: that's also a, a single thorough line for a story in that exactly. game. That's not like mass effect yeah. where you're creating your own shepherd and yeah. you, you've got your own, like your yeah. own set of characters. That they you did can a pretty good job in
0: making it kind of neutral and, in, in mass effect, but like in dragon age, for example, in the dragon age comics, they go with the canonical thoroughfare, which is Alistair becomes King and Alistair did not become King in my dragon age playthrough. <laughs> sucks, so it's yeah. like, Fan fiction from the start. Are they going
1: Dragon Age Inquisition stuff? Yes, they types. are. Yeah. You can yeah, go check that out. Yeah. yeah Wait, is that, that coming out like, what, like next year? Soon. Is it next year? Yeah, I want to say next year. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I need to catch up on the uh, at least Dragon, Dragon Age Two because like you guys just going to at know. least converse with you about no. it because it sounds interesting. No, it's ha- you will no, it's Bill, ha- you
0: will hate it. You will hate I, Dragon Age Two. I
1: like Mass Effect. Yeah, and you will hate Dragon Age Two. I like the robot. You would hate Mass Effect. Did Did we Dragon actually get two? through this whole podcast without me talking about Lady Juices.
0: Hey, everybody, this is the Boy Hattie Podcast. As always, we're boyhattiepodcast.com. We're at Boy Hattie Podcast on the Twitters. Um, on iTunes, you can rate us one out of five juices if you're so inclined. Um, uh, what else can I say to keep Bill from talking? I think that's everything <laughs> I usually say. I
1: am going to end this with one note. I was on Tumblr. Oh, God. And I saw someone ask, uh, they, they were just asking all their Tumblr uh, followers blindly, what is the most embarrassing thing you've ever fapped to? And I clicked on it. And the top comment was some, from somebody called Poopy Lovers. And I was smart enough to go, you know what? When Poopy Lovers is the first person to step in line to talk about the most embarrassing thing they've fapped about, I stepped out. Poopy I'm so lovers. proud of you, Bill. <laughs> Unless they're a joke like me with like Mr. A's or something yeah. like that. Poopy Lovers. I'm assuming that's like, because it was like a sex tumbler or something like that. So I'm assuming that's like their fetish was poop. But yeah. It was fantastic.
0: And with that, friends, we'll talk to y'all next week.
1: Are you my poopy lover? Bill, yes, so you found <laughs> my secret
0: Tumblr. Bill, well done. We'll talk to you guys next week. Like, uh... It's all Tom Hardy and Photoshop diapers. The <laughs> puppy, the
1: puppy in diapers. <laughs>